Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like MyBookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit payday. To get started, go to mybookie.ag and on your first deposit, use promo code TSUS to grab a deposit match up to $1,000. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at prize picks they also have a slick easy to use mobile app both on the app store and google play they're rated 4.8 stars in the app store with rave reviews so many fans and listeners of the spurs up show have made tons of money with our friends at prize picks and you should as well so again go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and when you do use that promo code ts U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Chris Gordy of Locked on SEC. He joins the show once again. Chris, what's going on, my man? It's been a while. It's great to see you. How you doing? I know. Good to see you. Good to be back on with you. Yeah, man, for sure. So, again, as we look back on the 2023 season, uh, obviously filled with ups and downs, with drama, as we would expect. Let's start with South Carolina, Chris. Gamecocks finished 5-7. and seven. We've seen the fallout this week with the transfer portal. Uh, a lot of moving pieces. There's expected to be coaching staff changes. How much did it surprise you, the struggles of South Carolina throughout the 2023 season? Yeah, I, I thought, you know, we knew the schedule was was going to be brutal, but, um, you know, I thought they had a chance to take a step forward this year. I mean, you know, the, the, my biggest concern, and it, and it held firm throughout the whole season, but my biggest concern coming into the year was that they weren't good enough in the trenches, both O-line and D-line. I think that kind of showed out. I mean, we saw it very quickly in that North Carolina game how quickly Spencer got sacked, um, you know, got sacked so much. Uh, he, like, it, the weird thing is, I was trying to explain to somebody the other day who never watched South Carolina this year. I said, Spencer Rattler played well. It's just, he was he was only as good as the old line was, you know, blocking for him. And then you combine that with the fact that they didn't have much of a run game until Mario Anderson kind of took, took hold of it. And he was good, not great. But um, for all their deficiencies, you know, they still were able to come up with, you know, a good win over a good Kentucky team. I mean, I know Kentucky from their perspective, they, they didn't want to lose that game. Um, but I mean, you know, the Florida game was there for the taking uh, and a few of these other games. I mean, if you could do just a little bit more in offense, you know, the Clemson game was, was there for your take. I mean, you held them to 16 points. So, um, you know, it, it was, it was definitely a step back in, you know, Shane Beamer's book. I think a lot of people wanted this to be a year you took a step forward, but again, the schedule was just so tough. I think it was hard to, to really, uh, execute that. Now, Chris, obviously you're looking at things at South Carolina from the outsider perspective, of course. So when you look at Shane Beamer, Going into year four, I mean, I think most agree it's going to be a pivotal year. Year three, fairly unfairly, kind of labeled as a year where if you're going to pop, you pop in year three as a head coach, and, and certainly five and seven fell short of all expectations. Now you move into a year four. I mean, how do you view Shane Beamer at South Carolina? It, it feels, Chris, very similar to the trajectory and the path that maybe Sam Pittman's been on at Arkansas where this guy was looked at, he's a – he, he, he's one of our own, right? Each school looked at the guy that way, culture higher, what have you. Had some really big-time early success. Things started to teeter out. Obviously, we saw the you know, the, the turmoil with Arkansas this year, and, of course, Pittman's coming back next year. I think under the understanding that if they don't win, he is going to be fired. Uh, do you view Shane Beamer kind of in that same way? Like, what, what do you – when you look at 
projecting way too far ahead 2024, the level of pressure that Beamer is under next year at South Carolina. Yeah, I think I think it's it steps up for him, but I think it's everybody across the SEC, right? Like I, I kept telling everybody, be careful what you wish, wish for with conference expansion. Like, yeah, Texas and Oklahoma, we only want the best in the SEC. Yeah, okay, but somebody still has to suck, right? Like somebody still has to lose. And and odds are you might be the team you're playing. Yeah, bring them over. Oh, wait, we're going to suck because those teams are, are really good. I kept saying, like, you want conference expansion? Let's bring in Wake Forest. Let's bring in Indiana. You know, like, let's bring in mid to, to lower tier teams that gives everybody else a chance to get to get wins. You know, big reason why we're still with eight, uh, eight win conference schedules because some of these middle tier programs are still looking at it going, I need my four cupcakes. I need my four winnable games because then I only need to win two SEC games and that gets me to six. Well, that's all going to change if we go to the nine game conference schedule like I think we will in 2025. But um, yeah, it's it's a big year for Shane Beamer. Obviously, you know, from seven to six to eight and five and the huge wins over uh, Tennessee and Clemson last year were awesome. And then to come, you know, all that comes crashing back down this year. You go to five, five and seven, with Spencer Radler back as a as a senior, with uh, Juice Wells, you know, banged up, but here comes Xavier Leggett with you know having an awesome year. I mean, all these different things you had going for you, and it was it was five and seven. I mean, it's you start looking at next year and going, you do five, you go five and seven next year. Yeah, I, I think there's absolutely reason to make a change, but I think everybody's doing that across the SEC. I mean, Florida's looking at it going, all right, Billy Napier, next year's a big year for you. Arkansas saying Sam Pittman next year is a big year for you. I mean, so there's tons of programs in that same boat. And again, it's it's just not gonna it's not getting easier anytime soon. It's only gonna get more more difficult. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chris, sticking with the theme of talking about head coaches. There's a pair of new head coaches in the SEC already. Of course, Jimbo Fisher and Zach Arnett get the axe at their respective schools. Mike Elko is hired at Texas A&M and Jeff Levy hired at Mississippi State. Your thoughts on those moves and the hirings of each of those two coaches at those respective schools? 
Yeah, I thought the uh, the Elko hire is fine. I mean, I, I don't know if it's like, oh, my God, let, let me renew my season tickets right now. I can't wait to see Mike Elko's football. Like, uh, you know, I, I still think the Mark Stoops move made a lot of sense. I thought it would have been a good move for them. I know a lot of Aggie fans were in their feelings about, no, he stinks. We don't want to hire the Kentucky coach. Yeah, so you want to hire the Duke coach? I mean, it's, you know, it's like you want to put down Kentucky. Like, you're looking all bad. Lance Leopold's name was in there. Like, why not go hire a basketball school coach? I mean, why not? But, like, Mark Stoops has been awesome at Kentucky. Everybody forgets, and look at the win-loss record, he's at Kentucky with Kentucky resources. If you give him A&M resources, he's going to be even better. Like, after they lost to Georgia this year, everybody got up in, in, in arms over Mark Stoops going, well, look, you know, they got tons of four and five star players over there. You want some of those guys? Put up your money. We we need more NIL money. People are like, oh, Mark Stoops, how can you say that? Well, if he went to AM, he would have that money. He would have the four and five star recruits. Stoops would be awesome at AM. But for some reason, always people like, no, he sucks. He sucks. But Mike Elko, he's a winner. Like somebody said, Mike Elko, Mike Elko is Mark Stoops without the wins. You know, it's like <laughs> They're like the same guy. Like, okay, sure, we'll go with Elko. Like, don't know if he's going to be any better. We'll see. Uh, they just like him because he was there before, right? Like, anybody who had been there before and had success, you're going to like that guy. Um, you know, I use the same example. Like, Dave Aranda was the D.C. at LSU when they won the championship. Dave Aranda's name comes up all the time at LSU. Oh, you think we can get Aranda? Because they liked him. He was he was really good in, in, a, in a small sample size there. Same thing with Elko. I'll say this. Whoever Elko hires as his O.C., it better be damn good. Now, he's got $11 million to play with to hire his staff, but he will be as good as his OC hire is. If he if he hits a dud there and the defense is great, but the offense is mid, I mean, he's going to be looking at a lot of eight, you know, eight and four, seven and five seasons. And guess what? Jimbo Fisher was doing that already. So did you really upgrade? I mean, yeah, I get it. Everybody was frustrated with Jimbo and they wanted to change. They wanted just something new in there. But I don't know, if, but like I, I'm seeing a lot of media types go, oh, it's a home run hire. I'm like, is it? Like this guy Duke, like he, you know, I used the, the Louisville game as an example this year. Like uh, Kentucky and Mark Stoops just beat Louisville in their house, ranked in the top 10. A few weeks ago, Duke lost to Louisville 23 to nothing. I'm like, what, you know, Stoops versus Elko? Like, what am I missing here? But anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. I just, I like, if you're an LSU fan or an Alabama fan or a Georgia fan or somebody in the SEC, the Mike Elko hired AM doesn't scare me. I'm not like, oh my God, AM is about to be a force. They've never been a force. Best they can do is, you know, it's eight and four, maybe a nine and three in there. But like, as we know, 10 and two gets you into the playoffs uh, start next year. So, you know, you don't have to be the best team in the SEC anymore. And, and the Jeff Levy hire, I think, is awesome. I, I, it's catch a rising star, like a dude who's a uh, great offensive mind. Mississippi State, I know those fans were super just like, disappointed what they were watching this year defensive or offensively so it's going to be bring a brand of excitement uh they're going to score a bunch of points and they could be a thorn in the side for a lot of schools in the sec i think you'll look at that schedule and go yeah mississippi state oh that, that team that's you know that's one of those like sandwich uh games that you know like we could get upset in i think that's the kind of program jeff levy can build there and again like seven and five i think is really good at, at mississippi state they they would like a, a bunch of consecutive seven and fives a couple eight and fours mixed in there so i think the, the 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 blessing and the curse with it is if levy's really good like if they go 10 and two in year two he'll be gone after that so you'll have to replace him but i think you take a chance on that right i mean if, if this guy hits and he's really good then great then he brought some great years to mississippi state so uh, i i think it's low risk uh high reward for jeff levy 
Chris, back to your point about Texas A&M. Uh, you know, it's always they're talking about national championships. The expectation for Jimbo Fisher was win a national title. You heard Mike Elko mention that as well. The best version of A&M is winning a national championship. Do, do you do you view those national championship expectations as delusional or admirable, the, the way they operate and talk about it and set that as the standard, although – that standard has really never been met at Texas A&M. Like, what's your overall take on that? Yeah, I would say aspirational. Um, you know, look, we we forget before Saban got back to Bama that Bama was in a tough spot. Um, you know, prior to Kirby, Georgia was was very good and, you know, had some great years under Mark Rick, but they could just never break through. It takes somebody to come in and completely change the culture around what you have. Now, you have certain programs like Auburn and, and LSU that can break through for that championship because the talent is is so good on the roster. And LSU has the benefit of not competing with anybody in the state of Louisiana for recruits. Auburn, you know, hit 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 big with a, a Cam Newton. And every now and then you have a, a special player like that that can take you to the next level and get your championship. But um, you got to have that culture. And, and just A&M's never really had that. They, they, they have hungry, hungry. In fact, I would use the word desperate. A fan base that's desperate for relevance and a championship and they're willing to write the check it you know it's not oh my god it's a lot of money it's how much do you need a blank check here's the money we we will buy a championship but they're finding you can't buy a championship you got to have a combination of good coaching good players good culture all of it all has to mesh well and, and come together and again I, I i admire the aggies like yeah that's what you should want you should want to be great and, and national relevance and playing for titles but you gotta. It takes time to build, and you gotta build that culture from within. And they just haven't had that. I mean, it's 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 just been tough to build there. So I'm not saying they can't get there, but it's gonna take somebody really special to to build that. Is Mike Elko that guy? We're gonna find out here. The Spurs Up Show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage. For college football fans, Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also, tickets 
They're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought, whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And game time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at game time. Go download the game time app or go to gametime.co. And when you do create an account and use promo code spurs up, that's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Chris, it's always fun to make predictions and, 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 you know, over the summer, that's what we do, right? The whole SEC media days thing. And then leading up, right? We, we think we know what we're talking about. We think we know what we're doing. We predict certain things for me, you know, because my question for you is when you look back on what you thought you knew back in August versus where we sit right now, what, what was the thing that stands out? Like, man, like I, that, that surprised me or that went much differently than I expected for me, Chris, I had both Ole Miss and Missouri going six and six. Very much so missed both of those. Did not see those two teams being as good as they've been. I mean, I, I think certainly Mizzou, I think the biggest surprise in the SEC to this point. But when you look back and now you sit here today, what's the thing as you sit as the dust is settled in the regular season that you say, man, like that really surprised me or, or that thing that I thought is much different right now than I saw it playing out? Yeah, George um... – Ole Miss turned out to be way better defensively than I thought. Um, you know, they had some bad performances, obviously, but Pete Golding, I thought it was going to take him at least a year because they're recruiting very well. They got some really good defensive recruits coming into Ole Miss's class next year. So I thought maybe by next year, but they they played really well. There was a stretch of games where they were playing really well, keeping teams under 400 yards and, you know, uh, keeping low scoring, you know, games, you know, not, you know, under 30. So, like, Ole Miss was better defensively, and that's how they were able to get the 10 wins. Obviously, Mizzou offensively. Nobody saw Cody Schrader becoming the SEC leader in rushing. Nobody saw, um, you know, Eli Drinkwitz finding, making Brady Cook into one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC. And obviously, had, having Luther Burden, you know, I thought he would take that next step, and he did. Uh, but to me, one of the most shocking uh, surprises of this season for me was how bad LSU's defense was. Because I, I knew Jaden Daniels was going to take a step forward. I didn't know he would be this good. I don't know. I didn't think he would be Heisman level, ridiculous, like make a play. <laughs> like the Jaden Daniels, I think they said averaged over 10 yards per touch. When the ball touched his hands, he averaged a first down this year. It's absolute insanity. Matt House's defense was historically bad. LSU thought they had the worst defense ever a couple years ago when Bo Pelini was coaching in 2020. No, Matt House passed surpassed that he had an even worse defense this year I just it, it was crazy to see and it, it sucks for LSU because if they have even just an average defense if they had Ole Miss's defense they would be able, they would be 10 and 2 at minimal or maybe we're talking about 11 and 1 maybe we're talking about they beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa because when people forget about that night the offense was good enough Jane Daniels and, and LSU were going up and down the field scoring touchdowns and it's hard to score touchdowns at Brian Denny Stadium at night now on the flip side, Jalen Milrow scoring touchdowns back and forth, you know, uh, left and right. And and then, of course, Jaden throws the uh, interception at the start of the fourth, and then they knock him out of the game, and that was all she wrote. You know, they they lost that game. But if LSU had a modicum of a de decent defense, we're talking about LSU sitting here in Atlanta again for the second straight year, um, you know, uh, uh, instead of Alabama. So that one kind of surprised me. Um, 
you know, the, the Auburn, I knew they were going to go through some growing pains with all the guys they brought into the transfer portal. I just didn't know it was going to be this roller coaster of the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I mean, it's like, how do you how do you break through and you start winning some SEC games? And you beat the hell out of Arkansas and then you lose to New Mexico State and then you nearly beat Bama. I mean, it was just this like ridiculous roller coaster of a year. Um, and Arkansas, I, I thought if you'd have told me, I mean, SEC media, as we were talking about, Arkansas is bringing back. So many, so many pieces on their offensive line. You're bringing back KJ Jefferson, a fifth-year senior. You're bringing back Rocket Sanders, you know, one of the best running backs in the, in the country a year ago. And Arkansas is going to go whatever they went, you know, four wins or whatever it was. Like, that's just insane. It's insane. So, yeah, there were a lot of things that, that surprised me. But to me, the, the biggest one I would put is LSU's defense and then, you know, Missouri's offense, I think, was surprised all of us. You mentioned Arkansas, and that brings me to, you know, K.J. Jefferson. Obviously, it sounds like there's a good chance he's going to be entering the transfer portal. The Gamecocks, of course, have felt the impacts of that with Juice Wells literally yesterday. Uh, you know, 11 days ago, he says he's coming back. I guess he didn't specify South Carolina in his post because obviously it's reported yesterday he's going to enter the portal. Your thoughts, Chris? I know this is kind of a, a, a random topic, whatever, but, you know, we're in the, the season, tis the season of, the portal and the madness, you know, it's funny. I've talked a lot, Chris, this week about it used to be, you know, once the SEC championship game got played, we're looking forward to bowl season. We're getting more into college basketball. Maybe we're talking some recruiting, but things kind of die down. With the portal, man, I mean, it's 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 daily madness. So for folks like you and I and others who create content, it's great. For the diehard fan, obviously, it's terrible because you're seeing your favorite athletes, you know, sometimes big contributors up and leave. Your thoughts on the portal, NIL, where we currently sit in college football, because, you know, Gamecock fans will feel some kind of way, Arkansas fans, but it's affecting everybody. Like, everybody is dealing with this portal and NIL era of college football. Yeah, I mean, it's it's free agency. It's, you know, everybody's on a one-year contract. And when the season ends, you literally have to go back and re-recruit every guy. And... You know, it's 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 funny because it's not look for the record. I have no problem with with guys making money. I'm I think it's awesome. I think it's it's better in their pockets than you know the rich old stodgy people sitting up running college football. It's fine, but uh, by the same realm, you know, players are being told know your value, hit the portal no matter what. It's like there we're you know the word loyalty is is thrown out there, and I get it. People throw oh the coaches aren't loyal. Yeah, they're pretty loyal unless some better opportunity comes along. I mean that's that's like any any job in America. It'd be like you know if I was offered a promotion tomorrow with another company, it would pay me double my salary. Would I really go? No, look man, I got to be loyal to my boss. Like hell no. Like you go go take the opportunity. But by the same realm, like the players. Put it this way, like there's some guys who grew up in Columbia, South Carolina, who dream of playing at williams bryce and running out that tunnel and and playing all their games there like there's not many of those kids anymore <laughs> like you know it's you know, th those kids are the through and through like i was told that the two kids the offensive linemen at lsu emory jones and uh will campbell they were awesome freshmen last year starting on the o-line at lsu they got offered a ton of offers in nil in the in the offseason like last offseason like hey hit the portal and, and we'll get you nil to come play here those kids just love lsu and they happen to be born in Louisiana. You can't do anything about that, but those kids seem to be fewer and, and far between now as opposed to, I don't care. Hey, I've never been to Colorado. I'll go play up there. You know, it's like, there's, and I get it. Like, there's a market and somebody's willing to pay you, but, like, there's, there's just the loyalties kind of out the window now. But, look, the quarterbacks are the ones who can succeed most with it. I, I just go back to, like, 
NIL, the whole point of it was a Tim Tebow or Johnny Manziel or, or whoever, uh, Honey Badger at LSU, these guys who were like huge stars in college, they should be able to profit. If I want to sell a T-shirt with my name on it, I should be able to make that money. If a local car dealer wants to pay me 10000 to come do an autograph signing, I should be able to do it. Yes, yes, and yes. Those are all what NIL was intended for. The, the intention of NIL was not, hey, I'm a free agent. Who wants to pay me most in the portal? Like, that's not what the intent of it was. I don't know how you stop it now. It just kind of is what it, what it is. So, you know, and look, some programs are going to benefit off of it. If, if if KJ Jefferson puts himself out there and says, I'll go to the highest bidder and South Carolina's new NIL fund says we want to pay him. And obviously the connection with Dole Loggins, you know, works a lot. Mm. Um, why not? I mean, sure. Why not make, make it work for the player? But uh, we've seen some kids get burned and it hasn't worked out. You know, Peyton Thorne got an NIL deal to go down to Auburn. He sucked. Or, you know, that NIL money is not going to be, it's not going to be there next year. So it can hurt kids just as much as it can help them. Chris, let's move into the SEC championship game. Obviously, tomorrow, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, we're all looking forward to Georgia and Alabama. And it's funny how, again, we spend all preseason making predictions and, and bold, you know, statements, what have you, and things come right back to Georgia and Bama, as we all should have known. Let's start on the Alabama side. I'll ask you this. Has this been the best coaching job by Nick Saban to date at Bama when you look at what Alabama was against Texas and especially that following week against USF, what the quarterback situation was, the way Jalen Milrow was evolved? How do you evaluate Nick Saban and Alabama and their progression and growth throughout this season? He's done a good job. I mean, but look, that job is so much easier when you're the greatest coach of all time and you still have a roster full and four, full of four and five stars. Like, you know, it, the, what was the biggest gripe? Oh, this this old line full of five stars isn't playing like it. Oh, sad. You know, like <laughs> no one else is crying for you. Sorry. And then they started to put some things together and they started to play well. Has Milro played much better? Yes. But I caution people a little bit because – Go back and to that AM game where the offense didn't do a whole heck of a lot. They got out with the six-point win. They were lucky to win that. The next week, they come out strong against Arkansas. Second half, that offense bogs down. They can't do anything. They they had to hang on for their dear lives. The next week, they play Tennessee. Awful first quarter. Offense stunk. They meet at halftime. They make some adjustments. Offense looked much better in the second half. The next week's to follow. They whipped up on, a, on LSU terrible defense they whipped up on Kentucky not a great defense and they put 66 on Chattanooga whatever point being like the narrative after those three games became oh my god Jalen Milrose playing lights out he is so much better and I'm looking going yes but they've also played terrible defenses like that needs we need to account for that right like this isn't like he just played you know Georgia in here he hasn't played a good defense in that stretch finally they played a good a good Auburn defense a week ago and look what happened they needed a prayer a miracle in the final seconds to get the win my point being is that what is all like Bama's offense against good to decent defenses is about 24 points we saw 24 against Ole Miss. We saw, you know, 26 against AM. We saw, you know, the, the 20, 27, which really should have been 20, 21 against uh, Auburn. But, you know, point being, that's about what they're getting. So I'm, I'm predicting Bama's going to score probably around 24 this weekend against Georgia. I think Georgia scores more. When I started digging through the numbers, I couldn't believe Georgia's offense is 100 yards better a game than Alabama's is. Like, they, they, they just, they're better offense. Georgia runs the ball down your throat. Carson Beck, with all the weapons they have, they rested Lad McConkey last week. They rested Brock Bowers. They rested all these guys to get him ready for the SEC title game. I know that spread it was, what, four, then it was five. Now it's around six. I think this is a double-digit win for Georgia. I just think it's close at halftime. 
Uh, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Bama goes right down the field and scores with the ball first. Why? Because it's happened to Georgia all year. Florida did it. Tennessee did it. You know, like all these teams they played go down the field and you go, oh my God, Georgia's down seven, nothing. And then Georgia scores 28 unanswered and it's 28 to seven. You're like, oh my God, what happened? Uh, I think this is a game like Milrow for Bama to win. Milrow's got to play flawless. He cannot make any mistakes. And he's done that throughout this season. We saw the, the terrible interception. Like, what were you looking at there? We've seen him get sacked and loses the ball and it's a fumble. Um, if that happens, they're in big trouble and Georgia will run away with this one. So uh, it's just Georgia's a better team. It, it's it's no offense to Alabama. Saban is still the greatest of all time. Uh, it, it's crazy to think when Bama is 11 and 1, it's considered, oh my God, this is a down year. Like you have raised expectations at that program. But all the stuff, people wanting to bring up the history. Oh, it's 3 0 against Kirby in that, you know, in that building in the SEC title game. That's fine. History doesn't mean jack right now. The last time Bama beat uh, Kirby in that building, this Georgia team has gotten a lot better since that point. Like they, they just, they just have, they've recruited uh, well, they are now four or five deep at every position, like, like Alabama was and in, in their prime. So um, again, I, it's just, I think Alabama, very good team, but I think they've done a little bit with smoke and mirrors at times. And it sounds like I'm, I'm being disrespectful to Alabama. I'm not, I just like Kevin Steele. He's, he's an okay DC. He's not one of the best ever, I think that shows through this weekend. I think the better coaching staff led by Kirby Smart gets the win. I would agree with you, Chris. I've also got Georgia winning the football game. Last thing, and I'll get you out of here. Chris Gordy locked on SEC. Appreciate you taking the time. If, if, because again, we both got Georgia winning this football game, but if Alabama is to edge out Georgia, if that happens, should the Crimson Tide be in the college ball playoff? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, the the correct answer is I have no idea. Like I do not. <laughs> Fair I do, enough. <laughs> I do not fancy that committee. In fact, I'd be I like if if Bama the minute they win that game on Saturday and I'm on that committee, I'd be uh, can I get a double please? Like I I don't I would be drinking heavily. I have no idea what you do because you like what do you do? I mean it it is Armageddon in terms of this last four. And thank God we're going to twelve team playoff next year. But like. You know, what really rubs me the wrong way is what Bill Hancock said the other night is that, you know, it's the four best teams. We've never said the most deserving. We've never said it's like, oh, yeah, why should resumes matter? Like, yeah, best. Do you realize what best means? If I ask you right now what the best Chinese restaurant is in Columbia, South Carolina, you realize like eight people would have eight different answers. Like best is subjective, man. Everybody's got a different opinion on what best is. So. I think resume matters. I think strengths of strength of schedule should matter. The fact that Oregon is still so far ahead of Texas and Alabama, I think, is a joke. Oregon's look great, but Oregon's played nobody. Their their strength of schedule's been what around the sixties. Like, 
why do we not take that into account and say you haven't really played anybody like we're, we should knock you down um but man i think you get in a real debate there if georgia's number one and they lose on a last second field goal to alabama and it's their first loss of the season you're really going to drop georgia from one to five like you have said all year they're one of the best they're the best team in the country so how do you drop them down four spots and then you know on a last second field goal and then on the flip side for bama if they went on a last second field goal over the number one team is that enough for, to go from eight to four? I mean, like, and again, above some of these other teams that may have better resumes. And to me, the biggest one is if Texas manhandles Oklahoma State tomorrow and it's between Texas and Bama, how do you not use head-to-head? You're, you're literally telling me that game back in September means nothing. Okay, then why did we play it? It didn't mean anything. Oh, Bama's so much better now. Okay, great. It should still be resume. It's a, the, the qualification is not who's the hottest team at the end of the season. That's an NCAA tournament thing, right? Like, oh, this team's won eight of their last nine. They're an eight seed in the tournament. You know, like th- that reasoning works there. But here we're talking about four teams, and it's got to be all-encompassing full resume from the entire year. And to me, Texas has played an awesome strength of schedule. They've played, beat a lot of top 25, uh, you know, uh, Big 12 teams. And on top of it, they you know, they've got the best win in the country, a double-digit win over Bama in their house. So... To me, you know, Texas, I think, deserves to be in there. But, unfortunately, Florida State wins. They're not getting in. And I think everything might hold serve. Like, I know Washington's a double-digit underdog against Oregon, but you don't think Washington's using has bulletin board material going, what the hell more do we need to do? We beat the hell out of everybody we played. We're undefeated. We have Michael Penix. And they still think Oregon's better than us, even though we beat them earlier this year? Like, it's insanity. I'm hoping for the sake of everything, if I'm on that playoff committee, that Georgia wins, Michigan wins, Washington wins, and Florida State wins, and they make this whole thing very easy for us. I like what you said too, Chris. You know what can help solve this? A 12-team college football right. playoff, which I'm in favor of. It sounds like you are as well. And again, it's it's going to add more layers of madness with who should be 11, who should be 12, but not quite the levels of certainly you look at this year. I don't envy the job of the committee uh, determining the top four. Chris Gordy, Locked on SEC, my friend. It's always a pleasure. You do a great job. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll chat again soon, my man. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.